day 206. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. So this is a really good day for John for two reasons. First is because it's Ava's birthday. Ava's birthday. Happy birthday to my niece. Ava, so adorable, so precious. Love Ava to death. And second, because... I Baylor. thought, yeah, so it was a, uh, this could have gone one or two ways. It could have, I could have been <laughs> lamenting with reading Jeremiah. this book as a personal testimony. Yeah. Or I could say, this is good. I'm glad that God wrote it. I'm going to use it for a future day. Yeah. But not for today because Baylor won the national title yeah. yesterday. So it's a good yeah. day. So we don't, we don't take on the emotions of Jeremiah in this text. Today <laughs> right, is a good right, right. day. Anyway. The book of Lamentations comes after Jeremiah because it's written by Jeremiah. And it actually is giving another lens on the interpretation and interpretation of the events that took place in Jeremiah. So five poems, um, all kind of in this acrostic format where they begin with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And it's just Jeremiah lamenting at one of the darkest moments in Israel's history. Right. Probably the darkest moment in Israel's history other than the death of Christ. Right. (laughs) Right. The destruction of their city, the destruction of this temple that God built, and this is the first temple right. that Solomon built, and after that, it will be a second one. Right. But this was like a very unique period in Israel's history. Right. Jeremiah is lamenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I think that really struck me about this lament that I hadn't seen before, but now I have since we started to like try to learn Hebrew a bit is like as I look at the section names you see with each of the poems yeah like you said like Mm -hmm. it's the Hebrew alphabet right yeah yeah so this is a lamentation and I think a lot of times when we think of grief we think of the spontaneous reflex I'm inconsolable I'm grieving Mm -hmm. but we don't think of grief in terms of nah sometimes it is the it is the measured reflection of what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this sense in which he grieved all of this and cried those tears, but then there's this sense where he sat down and like reflected on his grief mm-hmm. and put some type of order on the page to the chaos that was his life at the time. And so I think in that way, it is the the way that the book as a whole is written mm-hmm. is instructive for us in just getting this like meta perspective on mm. a way to process grief sometimes it is the inconsolable crying mm-hmm. and sometimes it is the measured calculated yeah reflection yeah right? absolutely yeah. and i just in god's providence man he would put an entire book of the bible right right yeah that is one of his faithful people right. grieving. Yeah. And so, if anything, yeah, just on a super, super practical level, like God gives us permission right. to grieve at mm. the state of things, at yep. the state of the world, the state of our people. And not just permission, God gives us a script, mm. something. Uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, he good. gives us talking points yeah. to in, invite us in. Yeah. In the first few verses of chapter one, the word that just stuck out to me yeah. was loss. Mm right? Loss. They had lost abundance. They had lost allies. He's like, yo, everybody that was with us ain't with us no more. Right. Um, They had lost this resting place, happiness, prestige, courage, Mm. and most importantly, their place of worship. Mm. And, you know, Jeremiah is going to interpret for us and tell us, yo, like, 
nah, man, like the Lord is just, you know what I'm saying? We rebelled against his command. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is why we're in pain. Um, but one of the things that I just was struck by was, man, we never know how much we are forfeiting when in our, in our attempts to turn our backs on God. Mm, right. Mm. And so they don't just forfeit, forfeit like these things. Right. But it's a ton of stuff that they couldn't have foreseen, right, yeah. on the front of their idolatry and <laughs> mm. everything they did. And so, yeah, that just kind of stuck out to me, especially in the first chapter. Yeah. Keep yeah. Going, yeah. And then in chapter two, you know, he comes out and he's like, Zion's gates have fallen to the ground. He has destroyed and shattered the bars on her gates. Her king and her leaders live among the nations. Instruction, that's Torah, is no more. Mm. And even her prophets receive no vision from the Lord. So he's going to talk about all the main offices in Israel. Prophets, yeah. priests, mm. and king. That's good. And literally, yeah, there's no more revelation right. coming to his... The prophets would see these visions. Yeah. And they would give the vision to the people. Mm. All this has stopped. God yeah. has cut the water off, as right. my boy Killer would say. <laughs> he's cut the water off of all of that, bro. He's like, put it down. He's even going to say like the festivals that God commanded them to celebrate are no more. And so we just see the literal like undoing right. of everything they had built yeah. up until this point. Yeah. Man, and so I mean, that continues to go on. It goes on through the third chapter. Yeah. And man, just such a breath of fresh air, right? Here's what I love about the third mm-hmm. chapter. He spends the whole book so far grieving. Yeah. And there isn't like a repentance. Come, let us turn to God. Come, let us turn to God. So he feels the weight of God's judgment. Yeah. And the weight of God's judgment isn't the thing that drives him to repent. But then in chapter three, mm. as he's drowning in the tidal wave of God's judgment, he comes up for this gasp of air. air mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, I continually remember everything that's come our way. And I've become depressed. But then he says this, yet I call this to mind, and therefore I have hope. Verse 21. Because of the Lord's faithful love, we may be punished, but we don't perish. Mm. His mercies never end. Mm. They're new every morning. Great Mm. is your faithfulness. I say the Lord is my portion, therefore I will put my hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. It's good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. And then he goes on, and it's only in light of this that he comes through and he starts to repent. Verse 40, let's examine and probe our ways and turn back to the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not that he's sitting under the judgment of God and that drives him to repent. He's sitting under the judgment of God and he feels it and that causes him to feel depressed. But it's only as he looks up and is reminded of the faithfulness of God that actually draws him to repentance. And Paul's going to pick up on this, right? Like Mm -hmm. Paul's going to say, yo, it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. The justice of God shows us we've done something wrong, but it's the kindness of God that says, but repentance is possible. This doesn't have to be it. And once again, Jeremiah is using the judgment of God as a sure sign of hope that God will bring mercy. If God is faithful to judge like he said that he would, mm. then he's going to be faithful to bring mercy like he said that he would. And therefore, we, we can call folks to repent. Yeah. 
Absolutely. No, that's so good, man. Just that chapter three is yeah. kind of the center. It's the heart of, of the, the book. book. And yeah. the Lord is trying to show us like we can have hope in the midst of suffering. One of the right. things I thought about was just the fact that we tend to interpret life in light of our experiences, mm. right? So yeah. everybody has these experiences and regardless of how hard you try, right? right you're going to, in some ways, interpret everything that comes in light of what you've already experienced. Right. But what Jeremiah does is he interprets his experiences right. based on who God is. Mm, yep, right? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, yo, all this is happening, but yet I, I know you. Right? Yeah. I know that you're faithful. That word has said, right. your faithful love and compassion is not going to leave us this way. Right. And you know where God's character, faithful love and compassion, yeah. is most revealed in the Old Testament? Mm. In the Exodus. Yeah. Right? Mm. And so when we think about life, we have to remember, we have to interpret our experiences based on not necessarily just who we are, right. but who God but is. Who, God who is. he's revealed himself. Absolutely. To be. Yeah. yeah. For man, again, he's, he's continuing on. So he goes back to like, nah, like, this is what's happening. This is why it's happening. Right, people have shed innocent blood. People have shed the blood of the righteous. All these things, the iniquities of the priests, the kings, everything. And in five, man, he's just going to be like, "Yo, this is my like final appeal." Remember us, God. Yo, God, please, please remember us. And again, Jeremiah, <laughs> I don't. I would have to really look it up, but I don't think he lived past the exile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He don't. He didn't live past the exile, yeah. and so he didn't see. <laughs> God restore them. He does. So, so the, <laughs> the book even ends yeah. with him saying, yo, God, you're great. You're enthroned yeah. forever. But the book kind of ends with a, yeah. like the intonation is in his voice. It's not like, and you will save us. It's like, and you'll save us? Yeah. Right? Like, mm. like that's what grief does, right? Mm. Grief can, can put us at a place where we, yeah can even come to a conclusion about what we hope that God will do, yeah. but that conclusion has the intonation of a question that we're not really sure, and we do have to sit and wait and trust mm. in faith. Mm. And that's why I love this book, because it helps us see, like, yo, even if you don't get to where there's an exclamation point at the end of mm. your statements of God's faithfulness, yeah, right? That it's that it's okay, right? In our weakness, God's gonna be the one that yeah carries us to the finish line. Yeah, absolutely. It's so good, man. Because at the end of the day, and we've said it before, Jesus was the ultimate answer. Amen. To the exile. Amen. Yeah. Let's Amen. pray, Father. We thank you because uh, we know that when we're weak, you're strong. Mm -hmm. We thank you that you have not just provided us permission to be weak, but you've given us a script on what to say, Lord. Mm. I pray that we would realize the power that comes from lament, knowing that we can trust all of our heartache, every bit of it, unto you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.